to Scraping of Gum with Daryl and Vicky. All right. Let's go. All right. What's the name of our podcast, Daryl? Name of our podcast. Name of our podcast. Hmm. I'm thinking Scraping of Gum. Scraping of Gum. Why Scraping of Gum? You know, gum can be very inconvenient, right? Especially if you get stuck to your clothes, if you're stuck to your shoe. You have to spend like a lot of time trying to get it off and hopefully it doesn't damage anything in the process. Yeah, but when you buy a new pack, everybody wants a piece. This is true. Until you're done with it. Yeah, this is true. Until it gets stuck somewhere, right? There's actually a lot of material dedicated in the world out there to figuring out how to get gum off of things. So what do we hope to accomplish with this podcast? Well, hopefully we can serve as a way to help people remove the gum from their lives and whatever they think their gum is. Well, first and foremost, I feel like because we're friends. Yeah. And I genuinely like you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> no, I love you more. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to love. Cheers to love. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so. Yeah. So what are some gum in your life that yeah. you have experienced, whether they are scraped off clean or if there's still some sticky residue left? Um, Definitely past relationships mm -hmm. failed past relationships um <clears throat> let's see family family yeah yeah that's a legit one yeah um insecurities yes insecurities i think our relationship with ourselves is a big one absolutely but there's so many aspects to it that like we need to parse it out yeah Two different I, aspects of it. I feel like knowing who we are is a big, like, knowing who mm -hmm. you are is, like, a big gum for me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's something I need to scrape off and kind of get to the bottom of. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What's some gums in your life? Um, like, generally, I'm a pretty happy person. Mm -hmm. Definitely my family. I have a very difficult relationship with my father. Okay. That's one thing. And, like, past relationships. Mm -hmm. And... But all the relationships in our past, whether it's good or bad, whatever we grow with, I feel like it, um, we, it becomes who we are. Yes. And the type, and not, not that it's out of your control, but how you handle that situation at the time and how mm. you reflect on the situations that happened in the past makes you who you are. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny, it's like one of those things where people say you kind of, you go through it and you grow through it, right? Yes. But sometimes, like, going through that shit's tough, you know? Like, but just going through it. The grow part, you hope for. You always hope for the grow part, right? And I guess that's the that's the gum once you scrape it off, right? That's your grow. Yep. But when that gum gets stuck, you have to, like, ugh, the peeling off process, it takes so much. It's hard. But that's exactly the point of the name of this podcast, though, because, like overcoming different situations or aspects of our lives or our persons or it's not a passive thing mm. it's not something passive it's not something that like it just happens to us yes certain things just happen to us right mm -hmm. but then there's also part of it's like how you choose to look at it how you choose to deal with it mm -hmm. if there's nothing you can do it's out of your hands out of your control certain situations then how you choose to like empower yourself mm. with it you know and yeah. Hell, either hold yourself accountable or hold someone else accountable and choosing to hold someone else accountable that's also i think a big step yeah accountability 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 yeah that could be another gum that could be another gum we talk another about gum. yeah 
No, but I thought about home because I had this idea for a long time. So okay, mm. the last when you were a child, you know, you stayed at home with your mom, your mm. dad, whatever, your legal guardian, mm. whatever, right? And then, but it's a place you belong, right? You yeah. go to school, you go out with your friends, no matter how late it is. You know, it's like, ah, oh, man, I gotta go home now, mm-hmm. and it feels like the only place that you like belong, belong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other place. But at some point, probably maybe after high school, maybe you go away to college. Did you recorded that. Are we recording? I think we're. Yeah, no, like so. At some point, when after high school, when you go to college, you go to the military, you find a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first time you move out of your house. Mm-hmm. To another house or another place, apartment, moving with your friends, roommates, whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that concept, that security you get with your childhood home, is completely gone. And then you have to rebuild that yourself. I don't know. Like when I went away and like after I left my mom's house and joined the military, like the fr- whenever I could go home, it felt like okay, this is my recharging space. Mm. Like, I used to call it, like, my crystal zone. Like, I felt like... I don't know if you ever uh, watched Charmed and you put, like, the... Yeah, 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 like, yeah, the yeah. Power, like, power three or whatever. I felt like my mom and my sisters were my power three. Oh. And, like, I would go home and they would love me. And I'm like, okay, you gave me just enough to go back to Virginia mm-hmm. to get through being in the military and being away from you guys. Mm. Um, I think when you do move out and you gotta get your own place and, you like, you have to establish that or whatever... I feel like when you find... A, I keep bringing up relationships. I'm sorry. No, relationships are unacceptable. Really I, I feel like that your person then becomes your home too. Like you can find a home right. in a person. No, you can definitely do that. But I think it's interesting to hear you talk about like how you go home, went home for the first time. Like mm. think about... Remember to... F- describe to me the first time you went home from the military. Oh my God, yes. Um, actually, it was a bad story. <laughs> so I just left um, training, AKA a school is when you get your like your rating training. And we left and I was so excited to get home. I'm like, I can't wait. I miss my family. Um, I flew back home. And when I got there, it was like the best feeling ever. Like it, it felt a little off a little bit because I felt like I'd been gone a while. But then like being there a couple of days, it started to feel more and more like home again. Mm. But the story is sad because I ended up getting robbed when <gasps> I went back home. <laughs> Oh, no. So, that sucked. <laughs> but, um... Wait, other... I have so many questions. <laughs> Wait, so how far were you gone for? Um, I was in... I went from from boot camp, which is in Great Lakes, to uh, Mississippi, Meridian, Mississippi. And I did boot camp for eight weeks. And then Mississippi, I was there for about a month and a half. So, about a quarter of a year. Yeah. You were gone. I was gone. Was that the longest time you've been ever away from home? No, the longest um, was when I went to Afghanistan and I spent like... No, at that point of your life. Oh, at that point, yeah. Heck yeah. Like I was at home, like besides going out and hanging out with my friends, that was like the only time I was spent away from home. How did it feel getting robbed in your own hometown? Jesus Christ. I was like, is this really happening to me right now? Wait, was your, where you grew up? You grew up in Brooklyn. So I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. Is it a dangerous neighborhood? It was. So, like, growing up, like, Canarsie wasn't that bad when yeah. I was growing up. It was, like, they used to call it, like, the sub, like Brooklyn suburbs a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, say, yeah. I remember. Right? And then, like, something happened when I went to the military. Things started changing a little bit. And I remember I was on the bus. I was on my way to meet my friends because we were going to go out. 
I was on the bus and I'm like talking to my friends on my cell phone, like blah, blah, yeah, I'm beating in a minute. And then there's these two guys, they get up and I'm thinking, I'm not paying attention. I was like, whatever. So one of them runs by me and snatches my phone <gasps> and like runs off the back of the bus. And then the other one runs off the front and I'm just like, oh, fuck no. So I ran after them. And, like, I found one guy in the parking lot. We started fighting. And then, like, a bunch of people came and, like, beat me up. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was my homecoming. <laughs> so, home is... <laughs> but when I got back, the like, I remember I ran to Domino's across the street. Oh, it was Papa John's. One of them. And I ran. And I was like, you know, hey, this is what's happening. Can you guys help me? And so, the woman behind the counter was like, you can't come back here to the kitchen. But we could call the cops. Okay. So, they called the cops. And the cops came. And then I remember they were asking me questions. I'm like, shit, I don't know. It happened so fast. I don't know. And then um, I, got, I was a cab that was going by. And I stopped the cab. And I was like, look, I just got robbed. I got beat up. I don't have any money. But can you please take me home? And I just remember that night, all I wanted to do was go home. Like, I needed Aww. to be with my mommy. And the guy was like, I understand. And me and him talked a long way. I cried in the back of the cab. And he's just like... It's fucked up what happened to you. And I'm just like, yeah, like, dude, I'm home from the military. And this is what I'm coming home to. And I just remember, like, getting home and seeing my mom and just, like, I broke down and cried. Because I was like, fuck, like, I'm home, you know. (laughs) I'm in my safe space. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wait, how was that different from, like, when you got home from Afghanistan, you were starting to say? Mm. How long, first of all, how long were you away? Oh, my God. I I was in Afghanistan for a year okay to the year um when i got home first of all i did a lot of working out in afghanistan all right so when i left i was like a little skinny guy or whatever and mm-hmm. i came back and i'm like bigger and mm-hmm. everyone kept making jokes like oh my god it looks like you ate your old self how come you're so big now are you on steroids i was like no i work wait, wait I- just to clarify right you are you were jacked it was jacked you, like yes. you were like the rock like mm. <laughs> they would make fun of me because they're like how come you can't put your arms down? And I'm like, I am putting my arms down. <laughs> like, I, like I, all I did in Afghanistan was work and work out. Eat, work out, sleep, wash, repeat. Oh, God, that's, that's it. That's wonderful. So when I came back, I remember my mom threw a party, which I wasn't supposed to know about. Oh, but she mama. asked me, who should, who should she invite to my house? And I'm just like, Janet, what are you doing? What are you doing, Janet? <laughs> so then I put two and two together, but... They, they threw me a party. I came back home and there was a cake. Like, my mom, she did a thing where, like, everyone wrote a speech or, like, they said, like, stuff about me. And I fucking, like, I was holding it together. Right? Oh, my God. I was good. But then my older sister, who doesn't cry, right? She doesn't really show emotion unless it's her family. And she started to talk and I broke down. And then my baby, my younger sister, she shared her emotion and I just, like, I lost it. I ugly cried. But to answer your question, to be back home was like... Okay, that sounds like a reverse intervention. <laughs> yeah, it was like... <laughs> it was like a... It was like a... I don't know the word for it, but it's a reverse intervention. It was. It was like, welcome home. Now we're going to make you cry and like just flood you with love. And I think like going back to what you mentioned about home, like that's what love... That's what home is supposed to be. Right. Like a space of like love. Do you feel that space is still available for you today? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I visit home, like, on the weekends, and I try to spend as much time at home as I can, especially during the summer. Um, Because, like we spoke before, like, I was depressed during my summer, so, like, I would try to go home, like, as much as I can to spend the night over there just so I can, like, recharge and feel good. But, um, yeah, the space is there. 
that's one thing like i don't know like i don't know i guess like we my mom my two sisters and myself it's like i want to say it's, it's a little toxic the relationship because it's like kind of codependent like because we like we grew up with each other and like we're just knitted with each other so it's like if we're away for too long it's like you know you better come home you better come home like you gotta come home yeah. mommy said come home right now and it's just like I don't know. Like, it's always home. Do you think that has something to do with, like, being a single-parent family? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, my mom, she devoted her life to us. Like, she, like, she had some it. trials and tribulations, and she turned everything around for her kids. Like, that was, I remember her, like, arguing with my grandmother, and she's like, no, these are my kids, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure they're taken care of. And she did. She did. So we just like we latched. <laughs> that sounds like so beautiful. Cause yeah. like I'm hearing you say this, I'm like, what planet are you fucking from? <laughs> because I have a two parent fa- like household, but right. I'm an only child. Right. But I think my parents genuinely hate each other. Gotcha. You know, and but they they would never get. I remember being like twelve. Mm-hmm. And legit asking my mom, I was like, Mom, I got something secret to talk to you about. And she's like, what? I'm like, why don't you divorce dad? I was fucking 12. Damn. And I was like, Mom, why don't you divorce 12? He's not nice. He's mean, you know? And my dad, like, I, like you met him at my wedding, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's like, he, he was nice that day. <sighs> so this is the <laughs> thing. He is the most charming man in the world. He can mm. work his charm. Like, he's so charming. Mm-hmm. But the only person he's meanest to is, like, he's, he's not just mean. He's just, like, very, like, like he knows exactly which buttons to push. Mm. Only with the people he knows best, like me, my mother. Gotcha. And he would press it, and he would make you feel like absolute shit mm-hmm. about the things you're most insecure about. Gotcha. You know, so he's like, I feel like that's like pure fucking evil. Yeah, yeah. And they bicker a lot when I was growing up. So like, I didn't know how quiet things are, mm. you know, until I moved away to college. Or like, I would spend weekends over at my uncle and my grandmother's, right? And then I'm like, wow, nobody argues during dinner here. Mm-hmm. And you can just eat, and I can hear. I remember being able to hear my grandmother chew. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's not even that loud of a chewer. She like, but I can hear her chew, and it was like the most mind-boggling thing to me. And then the first semester I went away to college, that was really like the first time I left home for like an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back during Thanksgiving break, that's the first break you have in the school year, mm-hmm. right? That you get to go home at, and it was so strange. I didn't know how toxic my home environment was until I left. Gotcha. I was woken up by birds mm-hmm. and like silence because I went to Stony Brook University and it's like it's a Long Island, you know, it's a little, you know, woodsy mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. during that time anyway. At the time I went to school anyway, and then like it was just so quiet and I, I was woken up by the silence. There wasn't anybody, like, yelling in the morning. There wasn't, like, pots banging, like, passive-aggressively, you mm-hmm. know. And then, like, I didn't realize how, yeah, just how toxic, mm-hmm. like, my household environment was until I left and I came back. And I'm like, I never want to come back here again. Mm-hmm. And it was really sad to me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think that was a point I lost a sense of home. 
and then ever since then i felt like even after like christmas breaks summer breaks when i had to go home for a little bit first of all summer breaks i never went home i always like scraped together whatever hundred dollars i have like split rent with like two people yeah but i never spent summers home i would spend home christmas thanksgiving fine you know but after that i never really went home even mm -hmm. after i graduated my parents expected me to move home they were like oh we clean out a closet for you yeah and i'm like thanks but yeah no i'm out so like after hearing that like so like how did you how did you build a sense of home or did you rebuild your sense of home how did you how did you find home i thought i found home with this guy that mm -hmm. i dated and like we lived together almost immediately you know and we were together for over 10 years mm -hmm. and reflecting on that relationship that was a pretty toxic home too right you know because it was like walking on eggshells he was a perfectionist mm -hmm. you know he did things because it's a way things were supposed to be done mm -hmm. not like how he really meant it not like you know not like this is what I want to do. Mm. I love this person so much. No, he just did things. He gave you presents. He would do things for you because it's it's good looks. Mm. You know, it's I never felt that it was like genuine reflecting on that part of relationship. But like, I thought that was like, oh, this is a place I belong. But it still felt like, you know, it didn't feel like I was genuine. Uh. After we separated, I ended up like having a home with Austin in that like, 200 scary foot hi austin yeah we heard it was who's scary. austin tell us who austin oh my god austin is so cute okay so let me let's tell you the austin of how austin found his home okay so austin was sitting hanging around in a subway the l train more mm. specifically mm. on the marcy stop mm. my friend leticia mm. was like that's gross like what is that fuzzy thing <laughs> and at the time i was really involved in my yoga studio she brought um austin up to the yoga studio to like and then ended up calling um second chance rescues mm. awesome organization and then we had a moment so while we we're waiting for second chance rescues to pick him up i was in a trikonasana uh, like a triangle pose mm. and then we were facing one way and i saw him and he saw me mm. and we made a connection i was like like tisha who was who that i love tisha who was who that right and she's like oh you found him on the subway you know and like i walked around nobody claimed him whatever and i was like okay and then so i was like hey i think i want him right you know i'm like i live in a tiny ass little apartment that i can literally touch the two walls with my hands <laughs> at some point and so I filled an application on Thursday. On Sunday, I took him home. Yay! And then he's been there since. We love Austin. He's so cute. We Who's the Austin. cutest? We Here's your baby. Who's your baby? <laughs> but he's uh, coming. Yep, come, 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 come. Austin Dude. shared a, the, the studio with me, but when we first moved to the, when I first bought this apartment, this apartment is so much bigger than what he was used to. So he spent two weeks hiding in the bathroom. Oh. Because he's <laughs> because he's so scared. Oh, Austin. <laughs> and now look at him. Now look, he's well-adjusted and just, just the cutest little thing ever. I don't know about well-adjusted, but... I mean, he, you know, has his moments, but, you know. Yeah. He's awesome. Wait, so if you had, like, such a good, like, um, like, a loving home, mm -hmm. like that with your mom and sisters, right? So what kind of homes are you, are you looking for building for yourself? Oh, my God. Um... Damn, Vicky. <laughs> Wait, was it too much? Was it too much? Sorry. That was really good, but I'm just like, like, fuck, where do I go with this? Um, so, I would like something very, like, not too similar. I guess I want a home built with love. 
first and foremost, right? Like, I want to feel welcome and appreciated when I walk in the door. Like, as soon as I open the door, like, I want to feel like hearts on my wall. You know what I mean? Like, I want to feel like I belong in that space. But what does that look like, practically? Like, I mean, just, like, if you want someone to draw hearts for you, are they sure? No, it's just, it's like this feeling of, like, warmth. Like, I just want to oh. feel like, like, now in my apartment, even though, like, you know, it's no one there when I get there, except for my cat, right? But when I walk in, like, I feel, whew, I made it home. Mm. Like, I'm here, I'm in my space, like, I feel good. Like, that's what I want. I just want to feel safe and, like, warm and happy i'm not happy all the time in my space but you know just happy but isn't that the safe it's not a happy space but it's a safe space it's a safe to space. feel unhappy yeah yeah like i cry ugly cry when i'm home you know um but like i right away well some days <laughs> no that's some okay days. but that's your home is your safe space to do that some days but i just like the feeling that i get when i go to my mom's house right like like knowing and this is what like i would love to have like a relationship where like i have someone like at home with me not all the time not a stay-at-home husband i don't want that but like actually i do i don't know but we'll talk about that later but like to come home and just have them be like there and welcome me home and just like be happy to see me and like i'm happy to see them even if we have like shitty days or like they're like upset i'm upset but it's like we're still happy to see each other Mm. you know and that's how it was with my mom. Like, my mom would yell at me, but it's like, girl, we're going to get through this. And we're going to be okay tomorrow. So, I don't know. I just want that. I don't build that. Oh, that's so nice. How did you, how did you build a home with, with your boo? Let's talk about your boo and how you build a home with your boo. Oh, yeah. So, this is the first time I felt like I have a home. Even though I lived in the same place. And even though, like, I bought this apartment, like, seven, eight years ago. But, like, this year, since I've been married in July. That's only a few short months ago. Beautiful wedding. Things. like three Beautiful months ago wedding. oh my yes. god i've been married for a quarter of a year now <laughs> um but no but i feel like he's like gonna be there yes like god forbid if i lose a toe or a whole foot or something mm-hmm. he is my emergency contact and oh. when i'm in a hospital mm-hmm. he's allowed to come in to see me when they say immediate family only nice you know and um yeah honestly i like i'm having a real hard time with this because you're saying like, oh, when you go home, your mom's happy to see you and you know you'll get through the stuff no matter what. Mm-hmm. I dread going home. I go home almost every single Sunday mm-hmm. to see my family. But like, be honest, like 100% honest, I really dread going home. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I never know what I'm going to get. Either like jolly, cheerful dad, where mm-hmm. I just eat through dinner, get through two and a half hours and just come back here. Or like, it's like the most coldest toxic place ever i'm making this sound like really bad but like they're not terrible it's just the vibe they give out is so like just angry with each other and my i don't know my mom she like she's like a wonderful she's a saint she's a great person but i remember times when her and my dad would bicker and the bickering would get so bad that they're screaming on the top of their lungs Mm -hmm. and then literally five seconds later a pause of silent and they're okay again mm. they're like oh. right. and they would start laughing with each other. i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is this but that was like what i'm grown i grew up with right? Right. i didn't learn to recognize that as like toxic mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. later on but that still happens now so that's right. why i like you know what 
I've seen better. I know better. Mm. The home I'm trying to build here with John is like my husband. Yes. My husband yes. <laughs> is um, I'm trying to make that better. And if we have children one day, I don't want it to be like, I don't want my children to have to like go through that constant emotional shock right. of like anger, hatred, like, ah, rah, rah. and then, oh, okay, there's a little bit of love. Right, yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just so, I feel like I was hyper stimulated and they didn't know how to make of it. And especially me with my neurodiversity, mm-hmm. I take everything so literally. So like every single time they have a fight, I thought okay this is it this is this it is over, yeah. this is over now she's she's gonna tell them that they want a divorce all right who am i gonna go live with mom okay but where am i gonna go live you know so i was like i've been pl- i actually legit when i was a child like had two little be- duffel bags oh and i was like all right so this is the stuff bag goes to moms and the stuff because i was expecting them to get a divorce like right. every single day right. as a kid I'm, I'm imagining that has to be like like you're on guard like you're just All like the time. Be, be fucking ready like you never know when you have to be ready like okay yeah 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 they're spinning right now i have a go back now. yeah <laughs> as an adult and the consumer of zombie movies and television shows mm. i have a go back nice i'm always ready do you think that stems from yeah that's i felt like that's like there's like a connection there um but then at the same time though it kind of makes me part of who i am i mm. like one of the parts of myself that i take a lot of pride in it's like my efficiency Mm. and i have very little patience with people who are inefficient Mm. you know and so because i'm like always thinking on my feet and be like okay you never know what's gonna happen like always anticipating the worst next part Mm. and that yeah they kind of stem from each other it's like one led to the other yeah and so i'm like super efficient Mm. yeah it's a good thing yeah it's a good thing and my superpowers adhd yeah yeah. Like, you can think about multiple things at one time. You do, you're you so efficient. Mm. Shit. I feel like this... Your your place feels like home. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel warm and comfortable here. Like, your place feels like home. So, this, this is like a good space. I feel like you're a very homey-like person. It just just internally, just a... Like, home is a could be a person. Home could be a person. Home can definitely be Maybe a I'm person. a walking home. You, that sounds you know weird, what? but maybe... <laughs> I just imagine a little house, like the house from up, for <laughs> little legs and start like pa 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 pa. <laughs> but you know what though? Like our professions being teachers, mm. we are kind of walking homes to some of our kids. Yeah, we have to be. We do have, we have to, to be. be. Yeah, let's hear this. Okay, yeah. I feel like you don't give yourself credit on the home you are to many of our kids. Okay. I feel like you think the kids are like, uh, this punk, he's like fucking busting my balls all day kind of thing. You know? By the way, I learned a little while ago that busting your balls and busting your nut mean totally different yeah, things. Yeah, two different things. Well, yeah. I didn't realize that English is not my first language, so right, I don't know. Right, right two but different things. The other day I was talking to somebody, we were like, oh, <laughs> dude, I'm just busting your balls. Like, I meant to say I'm just busting your balls, but it, the other one came out, I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm just busting your nuts. It was very uncomfortable. And I was still laughing. He was just like, mm, no. No. And I was yeah, that's, like, not a, that's not a thing. That's <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's not a that's thing. That's not a thing. No. Never, never say that. Only say that to John. Only say that to John. You can't, can't say that to anyone else. That's like bedroom stuff. Yeah, Relax. right. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. that's when our religions touch. <laughs> 
Wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're always saying that the kids are, like, busting your balls. Or, oh, yeah, they don't they respect are. you and stuff. They're... But I think you, like, underestimate yourself. Um, you know what? Okay, so it's like this. Like, I feel like I see how kids interact with other teachers around the building. And I'm just like, they don't interact with me that way. Like, they're like, I don't know. Like, I had a kid the other day. He's like, you know what? Like, you, you... You kind of remind me of like our friend, like our like our age. And I'm just like, but I'm a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. Like I want to be like that in that space, but I also want to be like, all right, people, like we have a we have stuff to do. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's stuff, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a balance of like making them feel comfortable with you yeah. and like what you have to do professionally. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that the kids look up to you like that as a person that they can turn to for like comfort for advice for whatever you know just or they just want to spend like they just want to spend time in your presence so i think (laughs) the fact that they want to do that says volumes about what a home person you are to them yeah maybe maybe you know i just like like the one thing that i told myself when i became a teacher was like i've always i just want to create a space where kids feel like they can be themselves Uh period whether that's like a raging psychopath or like a create like a person who like wants to draw hearts everywhere remember the hearts on the wall oh, like if yeah. they want to come in and draw hearts on the wall there's a lot of hearts a lot of hearts if they want to do that i don't like i just want them to be in a space where they can like just be themselves like that's it because yeah. i feel like that's something that kids they need that we all need that we all need a space where we can just like to be, be authentic yeah yeah, yeah. And what you said about John actually really like resonated with me where like, I'm like, oh, see, that's why he's the person for me. Mm-hmm. You're right about John. Like he lets me be who I am yeah. and still kind of like wants to protect that and yes. kind of like and treasure that. And I feel like that's really special. This is why I feel like you guys have a home here. Like the love you guys have built in this home, like you can feel it. That's why I feel comfortable coming over here. Oh, like it's not like like I know at the end of the day, like there's nothing but love here. Even down to your pets, Smokey and Austin, like they feel the love. Otherwise, they'd be like frigid and on edge all the time. Like they're ah, well, I mean, <laughs> listen, I wrote IEPs for both of my dogs. Ah, at some point, like I definitely still have an IEP for Austin somewhere. <laughs> And his management needs are positive um, yeah. reinforcement. I can see that. I can see you that. Know, like, but I see the same for Smokey. I feel like Smokey explicit needs explicit like... and direct directions. <laughs> <laughs> but when was the last time you had a person that you're like, this person feels like home? Honestly, outside of my mom and sisters, it's you guys. Like, it's you, Aww. Faith, Chris, Brittany. Like, my friends. Like, you guys are, like, my home. Um, I've wanted to build that in my relationships, but unfortunately, like, every time I try it, that person, they never quite felt like home. Like, they felt like, they felt, how did they feel? They felt like, okay, like, I was walking in the door, but it's like, I could be evicted at any time. Like, it felt like Mm -hmm. that. It was very uncertain. But with you guys, I feel like I can be all over the place. I feel like I can be, like, my most, the Daryl that beats up on himself, and you guys are just like, all right, I'm gonna let you do this for a little while, but come back to reality, right? Like, I feel at most home with you guys. Oh, Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, I feel like I connected with you like super right away. We did. We totally we did. did, right? <laughs> we did. I was like, hey. It's like day one, they were like, this is your mentor. I mean, yeah, this is your mentor. And you were like, hey, this is me. I'm Vicky, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. All right. We're I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. See, so you're a homey person too. Like you have home in your heart. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just boggles me. Like where? Where does it come from? Maybe it's from this idea of like what you've always wanted home to be. And I have want... a theory. Okay, go, go. Okay, so I think as human beings, right, mm-hmm. we're not um, animals of isolation, right? We're yeah. like we're like packs. Yeah. We need each other to survive. So being social and being able to communicate mm-hmm. is a survival skill for yeah. humans, right? So in order for that to happen, there has to be like family units and home, the idea of home, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just what makes us feel good. Yeah. So that begs the question, why is it that sometimes people don't make other people feel good? Like, why do you do that? Because don't you know like that you want to feel good too? Right. What's your problem, right. bitch? That's... Yeah. <sighs> Like, are you just mean or like, what is it? I feel like those people are probably missing their own idea. Like, mm. they don't have like st- st- that stability of what home should look like. And so they never created it. Oh, that's and so they sad. Just, they just kind of, they just are. Like, At some point we learn value, right? Yeah. So like, if we're lucky that we know value is like, Things like love, ephemeral, not the, not non-ephemeral things. Sorry, mm. like love and like respect, trust, and the people someone had listened to you. But mm. there are people out there who learn value in like material things, yeah. or in like um, how much money someone gives you. That's love, or like how much physical attention someone gives you, and mm. that's love, and and that's the only thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's. Yeah. Have you ever been the person to be in that position? Um, I think I got stuck twice in my past, this relationship that like whatever this is called and my previous relationship, I was stuck being the person that um, if you love me, you'll be there, hmm. right? Like you'll create this space for me to fuck up and like you'll fix it. Like, I got stuck being that. To so be like, the fixer? To be the fixer. Oh. Like, okay, I spent all of my fucking money doing stupid shit. But now, even though you have a lot of bills, I'm going to come to you and say, hey, can you dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to be like, of course, you know, I'm going to be like. You're going to be, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got you. Even though it's going to put me in a tough spot, I'm like, I got you. Don't worry. We'll figure this shit out. And I became yeah, a you're fixer. you're so fucking pure. <laughs> it hurts. I don't want to be. <laughs> no, but you're so pure. And like, I was like, I became that. And it's like, that's not what I want to be. I want to be like, like even. You know what I mean? Like, you fuck up, I fuck up. But figure it out. We just fucking got to eat ramen. And that's okay. We'll figure this shit out together. You know? Not like, I got to eat ramen because you got to eat filet mignon. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. And that's, that's where I've been. Do you think that stems from the relationship that you have with your mother and sisters? Absolutely. Absol- absolutely. Like, I've learned how to, like, give because of my yeah, mom. Yeah. Like, my mom is a, a giver. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've seen her in her, her past relationships where, like, she's literally, like, given so much of herself that she almost lost herself, mm-hmm. like, a few times. And my mom is a complete giver. And I've seen her do it. And I've always told myself, I'm not going to be like that because I've seen what she's been through. I'm never going to be that person. And then 
here I am, Jeanette number two. <laughs> in full effect. <laughs> I love Jeanette. No, my mom's a giver too. Mm-hmm. She would give, 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 right? And then my dad would be like, take, 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 take. Yeah. And somehow, like, through that toxicity, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's love. That's what love's supposed to be like. Right. Didn't work out for me that well. Yeah. It does. It usually doesn't. It usually doesn't. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's like a, like a, excuse me if I sound crazy or like sexist when I say this but please don't beat me up right do you think that's like the like a woman's like thing like that like to be like the giver is it like a do they feel like innately like this is what I'm supposed to do okay Jenna number two okay <laughs> valid valid I mean come on high five high five on that one high five you okay, circled Jenna. my ass right back around yeah 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 no I no but definitely it's not only limited to women, but I think women are more just um, susceptible to that. Yeah. But not because the nature of being a woman, but it's because the social construct mm. of what a woman is, mm-hmm. you know, and a woman, what a woman should it should be. Mm. And thank God that's been changing a lot yeah. in the last hundred or so years, or the yeah. last 50 or so years, even the last 10, 20 or so years, you yeah. know, like, and so it is changing, thankfully. I mean, we're not going to open that can of worms about the recent law and the whole like Supreme Court thing. Yeah. That just makes me so mad. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, no. Being a woman is... The gender is another gum we have to scrape Yeah, off. for sure. Gender is another gum. For sure. All right, quick lightning round. Let's do it. What does home smell like? Ooh. For me personally, right, I like the smells of like... Like cedarwood and like like musk and like stuff like that. Okay, that sounds like sexy smell. Yeah, like very like when you walk in, you're just like. Mm. That's what your mama's like, house smell like. No, my mom. What does my mom? My mom's house oh, smells sorry, very, sorry. very floral. Very no, floral. wait. The question was, what does home smell like? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So if I were to create, hmm, like if I were to create a home or like no, if like you my were, apartment now. Okay, like, no, no. If okay. you were to make, if. William or Sonoma, one of those fancy places, whatever, right? Or like, you know what? Yankee Candle. Ooh. Okay, okay. not that fancy, but okay. definitely more appropriate. That's a good sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Yankee Candle is paying you a million dollars to create a scent mm-hmm. called Home. What would it smell like? Still going to stick to my masculine sense, like a little bit of leather, a little bit of like musk, a little bit of some kind of geranium wood or something like that, and maybe a pinch of like rose. That's like, hey, daddy, I'm home. Yeah. That's what I want to feel when I come home. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. How does this smell for you? Um, this is going to sound really weird. Go for it. Okay, so there's a salted fish, right? <laughs> okay, first of all, salted fish is nothing new. You know, back in the Viking days, in order to preserve fish, they would put yeah. in salt, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, salt is a very... That's why they call people salt of the earth, you know? Yeah. Uh... Okay, so, you know, so there's this salted fish, right, that um, we eat, right? And so there's one, two types of salted fish. Mm. The salted fish that a lot of Vietnamese food, uh, Vietnamese people put in, like, fried rice. It's mm. the hard kind. Mm. Now, there's another kind of salted fish where it's actually kind of gross. It's not hard. Like, the meat itself is not hard, but mm. it's soft. It's, like, it's have so much salt. It's been preserved for so long that the meat actually turned into mush, uh, right? And then, right. like, you cut it up into little pieces with some oil and ginger or whatever, and you steam it. Mm. But when you steam it, the whole house smells like fishy fart. Mm. If a whole bunch of, like, salmon got together <laughs> and farted in a bag and you put your, put your nose in it, 
That's what it smells like. Right? That's fucking terrible. No, but there's like... It's an acquired taste. It smells terrible, but it doesn't... It just tastes really salty. Gotcha. Okay. But that was one of my favorite things to eat growing up. Okay. Because, well, it's salty and you eat it with a lot of rice, right? Mm. So it's not like... um, It's... It's economical. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's economical, right? But I would love that. So, like, that smell of that smelly, salted fish, mm. that's what it smells like. That's home. That's home. Okay. What does home taste like? Ooh. Ah. Oof. This one's easy. My mom's fried chicken. Mm. My mom's fried chicken. And she gets very upset with me because, you know, like, I'm supposed to be, like, watching out for my cholesterol because I'm getting older or whatever. Crap. What's your cholesterol? It's really high. My cholesterol is really high. Wait, is it over two hundred? I don't remember, but like, I'm, it's not. It's not supposed to be as high as it is. Like, and I've gained a lot of weight, but that's not here nor there. But so, whenever I go to my mom's house, like every other Saturday, I'm just like, where my chicken at? <laughs> so like, that's what it would taste like. It would taste like my mom's fried chicken. Are you a white meat chicken eater or dark so, meat chicken eater? It depends. It depends. I like a thigh. I like a thigh. But I'm a drumstick guy. I'm a drumstick guy. Oh, you are. I remember that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. When we went out with fried chicken with uh, Faith. I'm, and... I'm a drumstick guy. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't eat chicken, but I really enjoy yes. watching you eat chicken. Oh, I can eat a fucking, like, a, like an entire, like, if you were to put a vat of chicken in front of me and tell me I had 24 hours to eat it. Yeah, I just want to eat breakfast macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, though. Sounds what does home sound like? Oh, laughter, laughter. It sounds like just laughter. Like when I go to my mom's house on the weekends, like we laugh a lot. Mm. We talk a lot of shit to each other because I was like, that's why like when the kids talk shit to me, I'm just like, eh, that's all you got. <laughs> yeah. My mom has said words. <laughs> so like we talk a lot of shit to each other just to kind of get through it. Like we always play jokes on each other and it just sounds like laughter. Like it's jokes this ginger makes me very happy it's very warming it is it's like home in a cup oh my god is it home in a cup, in a cup. i think we just created a home in a cup i like that yeah hmm. that's what we'll call it cheers 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 to home in a cup. Yeah. yeah well vicky well daryl yeah that's home that's home that's home Okay, so in summary this week, with the, t- the gum of home that we're trying to scrape. So home is basically wherever we feel our most authentic selves. So what is our exit ticket this week, Daryl? Call your mother. Uh, yep. Call your you friends. Have... Call your lovers. Call them. Yeah. Connect. That's your exit ticket. And... This is an episode of Scraping Off Gum with Daryl and Vicky. Peace. Oh, they can't see that. Oh, yeah, they can't see you. (laughs) Doing the hang loose sign. Okay, that's cool, too.